0: Into to another True Crime episode brought to you in part by The Grimes. This is your host, Matty Matt, along with Todd Fox and Big Renee, And we're here to break it down, another episode of the True Crime. Uh, last week was our, our kickstart. We talked about the crazy Richard Ramirez and the uh, interesting story he had. Uh, it still creeped me out, but uh, today we got a good one. Uh, i have no idea what todd is going to talk about today and this is going to be a first time me hearing about this person whoever it may be so let me stop talking same here
1: or whoever they may be oh oh they maybe
0: okay but before todd starts talking about this story we wanted to let you guys know if you want to find out a little more about ourselves and listen to more true crime episodes just follow us on our website uh, www.TheGrindsPodcast.com or look us up under The grind or uh, under uh, Spotify or all your other social media streams. So without further ado, let's give a listen to Todd as he talk about his true crime story.
1: Okay, so we went with a heavy hitter last week, obviously, which was Richard Ramirez. But this one, <clears throat> this one's a bit of a pull. This is one that uh, I've only li- I did research on it, and only two p- other podcasts have done actual episode on it. It's m- uh, it's a Midwest story, so it's not going to get a lot of pub, and it also involves the inner city. So if okay. it, if you're not white and blonde, most cases <laughs> you're not going to get covered and get the coverage that most of these cases do. So this With is the back in the eighties. No, this is actually two thousand eight. Get so it's not too, too not too long <coughs> ago. Okay. And, and this is this is uh. This, that's what I'm saying. This case didn't get too much media coverage because it's a black family. Sad to say. Oh, I'm just crap. Just oh saying.
0: Something I can relate to, but. <laughs> well, here
1: well here we go. This is from my uh, old stomping grounds when I was in Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh. Ooh. March 3rd, 2008, on a cold night in the neighbor neighborhood of Biggingham, Hampton, Memphis. Do you know where that's at? Uh, yeah, it's uh, about a little south of Orange Mount. Okay. And Orange Mount's a terrible area. That's like a. Uh, Probably Inglewood, how it was in the eighties. Ooh, yeah, there, it's it's pretty bad. You're there's saying a lot right there. A lot of homicides right there, bro. Like, say for instance, Memphis is. Uh, I forget the square footage of Memphis compared to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. They have a higher homicide rate. Get the heck out yep, of here. Yep, yep. Because oh, of, yeah, really? a lot Memphis. Of kill- yeah, Memphis. I would not think of Memphis as being the killer. Memphis was a shootout area, dude. Like they literally told me when I first went to Memphis, don't go to Orange Mount. You're that the bad. R- you're the wrong color. Seriously. Yeah. The wrong color.
0: Dang, they told you like that?
1: Yeah. And when was that? And that was in 2000 s-
0: 2005. Get the heck out of yeah, here,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, like, I pretty much stayed away from that area.
0: I mean, I know, I know, every state got their hoods or got their goons or whatever you might call them, but I don't. I just never thought of Memphis like that. I thought of Memphis as country music, barbecue, and Elvis.
1: No, that's in the good part of town. Oh, okay. <coughs> well, yeah, Elvis for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: all I can think of. Uh, on the Grizzlies. There's are some
1: areas, but that. That area kinda combines um you have Arkansas to the west. Um you have about a uh, hundred miles to the north or two hundred miles to the north, so about an hour, an hour and a half Got it. is Kentucky, and then to the south is is uh, Mississippi. So you have like the four corners all right there and there's a lot of traffic coming in and out. It's a very vibrant type area. Got it. So um
0: Okay, Memphis. Yeah,
1: Memphis, Tennessee. All right. So a call went out at that night around ten o'clock at nighttime to the Memphis Police Department. This call was put into the Memphis, Memphis Police Department by Ms. Dotson, who was the mother of the son, uh, Cecil Dotson, who, okay. <coughs> who they had been trying to call and text for the last day and a half and got no response. Now, Cecil Dotson has a, a wife, uh, not a wife, but a live-in girlfriend, but the mother of his children, all four of them. He has four kids. So they weren't able to get a hold of anybody. So mom went over to the house out that night and discovered that the screen door was wide open. The door was ajar, and she was smart.
0: Of Cecil's house. Yeah, Cecil's
1: okay. house. So she went to Cecil's. Oh, thanks for point Yeah, if you see any mistakes like that, point oh them no. out. I got you, got <laughs> you. <laughs> We're very raw on this show. <laughs> Pause. Um, <Whoa>. So, anyway. <laughs> So anyway, he uh, she looks into the um, into the uh, or she doesn't look into the door. She just notices that it's a jar. Mm-hmm. She does the right thing and calls the cops because obviously you know there could be, could have been something that happened. You don't want to contaminate a, a possible c- crime scene, and that's key down the road. Okay. So basically, Smart after winner. yeah, after she uh, the the police arrived on on the scene a few minutes later, and when they went in, immediately they saw a crime scene. Get the heck. And right way. away. Uh, as the police searched the house, they f- they found four adult four adults, two men, two women, dead on the floor in the in the front room. Blo- the blood everywhere. Ding they bro. then searched the the adjacent bedrooms. They found a four-year-old and a two-year-old shot to death. Get the <coughs> Then they went into the bathroom, and let me warn you guys: this is this is a case that's not for the faint of heart, and it's also if you it's a, if you don't like crimes against. Children, turn it off now.
0: Okay. So, so before we get, so you got four dead
1: adults, four dead adults, and
0: two dead children, two so dead far. children. So they far, yeah. So far. Okay.
1: They went into another room. They found an infant uh, under a year old, don't barely clinging to life. Whoa. They also found a nine-year-old barely clinging to life in the bathtub, Dang. and they and they also found a four and a half-year-old on the floor of the side of the bed, barely clinging to life. Dang. So Sergeant Mullins is a 20-year detective. Uh, the homicide, he said it was the worst crime scene he's ever seen when he came in there. He so was the first. So that's
0: a, like a total of five children, right, and four adults.
1: Yeah, it's a total of uh, yeah five children at the time. Yeah, and then uh, you have the four four adults. So nine in total. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Let's get a picture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, the police arrived, but they and the fire department, everyone. It's a all hands on deck. It's an incredible because usually you know there's a homicide here, there's a homicide there, or maybe you have like two, but this is multiple p- multiple. Yeah. So everyone from from the police department to the special victims unit to freaking the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation all rush to the scene. They set up a set up a uh, uh, call center and everything. They're trying to organize and see what the hell's going on. Yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. The first thing that Sergeant Mullins realizes is that. The six, the 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 bodies that were there, were not just murdered. They estimate that it's been over 24 hours, Damn. that those bodies have been there, and that no one had came in. So it's not normal, like oh they were just murdered an hour or two. You can tell they've been there at least for a day. Yeah, which pissed off a lot of fire department and police department uh, people on scene, first responders, because they realized those kids had been cleaned to life for over. Thirty-six hours
0: a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the will
1: to yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> Those three kids, you know, should have been dead by all means. Dang. So, uh, what happened is they, adje- they 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 start to as they take the bodies out or they take the um, the kids out, they mm-hmm. realize that the infant has stab wounds on forty percent of the of her body. Uh, she's been hitting the head with a uh, club. The nine-year-old has a sawzall blade. Stop. Still embedded in the in his Stop. head. Stop! Are you serious? Still embedded in his head, plus multiple stab wounds, and also uh... uh he was beaten. And the other kid, the four-year-old, was then is next to the bed. that was found alive. Had two stab wounds on both sides of the eye. So Get like they the were trying to like here. gouge the eye out. Get you know? the
0: heck out of wow. here!
1: Yeah, and they was somehow those three still alive. So moving on. Um <coughs> Caroline, what is it? uh, No, so they found the three, the three kids, and the five-year. What is it called? The um, the girl, the little baby girl, Cedric or Sienna, Cedric, and Cecil Dawson Jr. were the ones that survived. Um, Let me get over here to my notes because I wrote a lot of this stuff down. Um, They were blown. The detectives were blown away by the carnage and brutality in the murders. Heck yeah! And dumbfounded by what they were processing at the scene. They found two different kind of calibers of of guns. They found a a 380 and a nine millimeter. Plus, they found several knives that were used with such force the handles had broken off. Get the heck out of here! And the blades weren't yeah from the kitchen. More like rage. Plus,
0: who would do that
1: to kids, man? Plus, they found a few one by fours that were broken in half because of the 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 force of hitting a person (laughs) or a child. They also found a shotgun that was right next to. Stop it. Right next to uh, Cecil Dotson, which was the father. It was. Let me get the names here of the ones that were uh, the four adult victims that were identified here. Okay. Uh, let's see. <coughs> the you first Cecil. Yeah, the first victim was Cecil Dotson, and he was 30 years old. He was with his girlfriend Marissa Williams, 27. That she was murdered. The shotgun was next to him. Sh- they found the shotgun, but it was not fired. So it looks like he, whoever came in, there was not forced entry. They knew who it was. And then as he tried to grab his gun, he was first shot. So he was definitely the first one shot and the most shot. The The most shot? Yeah, the police right now are figuring, okay, this is a hit or this dude was the main target. And uh, whoever else was in there was just collateral damage. Dang. So the mother of his four kids, Marissa, like I said, 27, she was found stabbed and shot to death. There was a third victim there, uh, f- a friend of the family, Hollis Seals, 33, and his girlfriend, Siandra Robertson, 27. They were both found shot and stabbed together. Uh, all four were in that front room, so it was just a bloody, gory mess. Uh, like I said, the other kids were found in the other rooms. Uh, they s- they estimated that the, the adults had been dead for at least 36 to 40 hours at the time. Get the heck out of here, man. So that means, yeah, it had been about a day and a half uh let's see i'm interested to know wh- what what was the motive? what happened like wh- yeah. who would do something like that <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's interesting you say that because we're trying to get to as far as their processing like i said they called in all the big name guys the detectives they're trying to figure out what's the motive the weird thing was all the shells of the bullets were put in nice and neatly in a plastic bag and left right on the coffee table seriously yeah while, wow. there was, while there was a mess everywhere else, the bullets were put nice and neat in a little plastic bag. They couldn't figure that out. So they they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. So at this point, the the police are trying to figure out, is this a rage killing? Is this a domestic thing? Is this, you know, did this guy owe somebody some money? I mean, what the hell is going on? Now, the word on the street is, is that Cedric was a part of the Gangster Disciples, which is the big gang down there in Memphis. Uh-huh. But... As far as everyone knew, the the gangster disciples weren't that violent of a gang that would take out a whole family. Now, if they murder, you know, a cousin or a brother or something like that, that's what usually would happen. They would never go into the whole wiping out of a family. Yeah, at least so they thought. So at the night, uh, at the night, all the police were still trying to gather the information, and they were getting. It went viral all over the news. The big story in the Mid-South, they were looking for any kind of answers on the news of who would take out these kids and who would kill this family and their friends. Yeah. They were getting a lot of uh, calls from the crime Stoppers, and one, one of the, the things they were told to, uh, to investigate was the fact that Cedric and his brother Jesse had robbed a gangster disciple called Doc Holliday uh, about a three to four weeks prior and that he could be out for revenge. So this now gets the police to scramble and they, they're looking for this Doc Holiday. The problem is when they go into the system in the Memphis area and that surrounding Midwest area, there's 25 other guys that go by the alias Dang. of Doc Holiday and most of them are gangster disciples. Dang. So they're thinking okay, so we got to bring in Jesse, got to bring in his brother, find out what the hell's going on. You know, and so they bring in Jesse and Jesse confirms the story and says, hey, yeah, you know, uh, we kind of robbed this guy, kind of pissed him off. And and then uh, here's the other thing. Um, When we talked to, uh, (coughs) when we, you know, when the gang found out that he robbed one of his fellow gang members, because Jesse's like, I'm not, I'm not a gangster. You know, my brother was. He said, when he robbed that gangster, they set him up for a trial. And when you do stuff against your own gang or you hurt the gang, they they put you through a trial. And they decide your punishment. And sometimes, if it's bad enough, it's death. But he's like, I don't understand why they would kill everybody. So he robbed from his own people. Mm-hmm. He robbed from his own people. Damn. Never bite the hand that feeds you. That was the no. word on the street. So, <clears throat> as this is all going on, they're finding out that the blunt force trauma to the kids' heads. They're trying to make. Sh- they're trying to see if they're going to survive. And the hospital's on lockdown because they're figuring whoever did this.
0: Come back and finish the job. Yeah,
1: if they find out them kids are alive, they're gonna go back and finish it So literally the police send a force down there to protect the hospital too because they're like these people are dangerous Yeah, you know, whoever it is. It's yeah. it's freaking crazy The cops are realizing that because of two different caliber guns because of all the knives and stuff like that there has to be multiple guys it, it, it I just got a quick do you really think they would do that though? Go to the hospital to finish off what they
0: started? Uh, uh, if There were the balls kids? enough
1: I do, I do. Uh, I have heard of stories like that.
0: I mean, I know I saw it on The Godfather when they tried to take out the dad, but you know, people actually, man, mm-hmm. not. I mean, I could see it if it's your enemy, but kids.
1: Yeah, you know what? It just people are so dirty nowadays. You just don't know. Dude. Yeah, that's it. They'll try
0: anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's mm-hmm. something wrong with them. So, at this point the uh the police are still trying to figure out everything they get all the weapons they get all the bullets they get everything they can even the wooden planks that they found the one by 4 pieces they're sending them to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation they're putting a rush on it to try to find you know there's got to be skin cell d- DNA on there we're going to we're going to yeah, mm-hmm. lift something yeah we're going to lift something so they send that out right, uh, right away and then there's another you know there's they're looking into the gangster disciple stuff and they're 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 figuring out that <coughs> his brother, you know, we got to talk with his brother some more, Jesse, because Jesse is not the most, let's just say he's not the most straight and narrow kid. Now, he's 23. His brother was, uh, I, I believe, 33. But he's 23. He first went to jail. Guess what age?
0: 16.
1: Lower. 10. Close. Nine. Go away. And guess oh, what? Wow. Four. Attempted Murder. Murder second-degree murder at nine years old what? he killed a drug dealer uh who was uh, i guess 14 or 15 selling weed At they nine? they fought over weed and he shot the kid and he went to juvie and then prison for 14 years and was paroled two months prior wow mm-hmm. memphis is really toe up this. yeah <laughs> so this, so so his brother's 23 and obviously they you know what they do is they figure okay how is he not in a gang but they figure okay he stayed away from the gang because he was in prison Oh. So basically, they they wind up talking to they pull in a f- several gangster disciples and, and, and would ask, hey, is this possible? A couple of them were, were like tight libed, did not want to say anything. But one guy, you know, with a blacked out face, and they, they protected him and his image and everything. He said it is possible for them to go after a family, but it would have to be called from one of the higher, higher ups. And it's called a blackout where they just eliminate the whole damn family. And the cops are looking at each other like, is it possible? I mean, could they have called a blackout? This is a huge thing. Like, this would this would bring in the FBI. This would bring in everything. You right? got my attention now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically,
0: I didn't know they can do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I I didn't know either. The, the cops didn't even know. So they finally bring in Doc holly They find the right one that that's that fits the 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 um thing, and he has an airtight alibi. He's like, I. He goes, yeah, they robbed me a little while back. He goes. But it wasn't for that much, and it wasn't something obviously we'd kill someone over or wipe out a whole family. So the cops are left dumbfounded, like, okay, so it's not Doc Holiday. Could it be somebody else? Could they have done something else? You know, we need to get Jesse back in here and talk with him. I think, wow. So I, I think I know where this is going. So basically, what happens is, <coughs> just a couple days or a couple days later, the sister of Cedric comes in, which is her, you know, and he, she says. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Um, we left my house to go to another family's house to get away because we don't know if these people are coming after us or whoever did this is going to try to come after us as well. And I got a phone call on my cell phone from my apartment that we left. So right away, the cops get the SWAT team together, and they say, go over to our house real quick. Maybe that person's still there. So they get over to the house, walk in. There's no forced entry, but they could tell someone was on, on the phone. So someone was calling from the home. They were threatening her and then and, and she didn't know who it was, but it was calling from her house phone. So the cops are, are already tripping. So they take the family, all 20 to 30 of them that are in the surrounding areas and put them in protective custody. Dang. And so, so they're, they're just still trying to figure this out, right? They go to interview the nine year old who came out of surgery. They start talking to him. He starts to recount how someone came into the house. And started shooting his his father and his his mom, and then right when it came to what was going to happen to the kids, his heart rate heart rate accelerated too much to where it was unsafe, and they told Detective Mullins and Caroline Mason to step out, please let the kid rest. He's not ready, and he clammed up. So another day and a half goes by. They're still looking into everything in there and 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 whatnot. They get the okay from the doctors to go back. Talk to the kid. To talk to the kid. Okay. So this time they approach it a little bit better and and try to like you know walk him through it. T- take their time. As he starts to recall it, and he gets to the point on a recording, you can hear the little boy say, "It was Junior." And so everyone in raised an eyebrow, like Junior. Junior. And junior is no no one other than Jesse Dotson. His brother. His brother. I had their, a feeling. their uncle. God, The kid recounts everything about how he went in there and how he played dead once he was stabbed in the head and then the Sawzall blade was put into his skull and how he just like laid flat and then he, he could hear the other stuff happening to his brothers and sisters in the other room.
0: Yo, that's a wow. strong kid, man. For for him to uh, yeah. remember that
1: so when they so what happened was they came back to the uh, the detective agency the, the downtown Memphis got everyone together and said hey we we know where this dude's at he's in protective custody let's just bring him up here for more questioning so they brought him and a couple other family members not to spoof him, but just to say hey we need to ask you a few more questions and ask a couple of your other family members which they didn't ask their other couple ma- family members they just brought him up so they brought him up there and they start talking to him, and they're all like, uh, hey, uh, what do you go by in the street? And uh, what, are the, what do people call you? And he's like, Junior. And he's like, wow. oh, okay. He goes, uh, you know, you know, uh, we got this interesting piece of tape. And so they played it for him. And then he says, it was Junior. Like, he played that part. He's like, what did it say on there? And he's like, Junior. And he's like, who was that? He's like, my nephew. And he's like, do you see where we're going with this? And he kind of clammed up and he and then and then he didn't want to talk to the first two detectives so then the 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 major sergeant of major crimes came in there and said look man i got you he goes you need help he goes we need to know why this happened like hold my hand like so he held his hand and he was like i want to talk to my mama and this is a thing man this is a thing that i tripped on the most out of this entire case (laughs) okay the fact that the fact that the mom, who was on television two days prior, was crying because you know she lost her son, mm-hmm. she lost her grandkids. I think I know where you're going. For her to have the to te- testicle fortitude, I know I'm not saying the right words, but <laughs> I, I know what you're talking. About. The just the overall the audacity, the calmness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and and the the love, but the, the just to keep it together because any other person their mom finds out their son or daughter did something like that and and affected their family the way that he did would would probably strangle their disown son or daughter yeah. and disown them don't want to talk to him beat him up whatever the cops yeah. would have to intervene she came in there and i gave her all the props in the world she came in there with heart, held him said that she loved him Good said that it. said that just tell me what happened baby like let me know why you did it you know and and she kept it together. I mean, I've never that woman deserved an award. I couldn't so do it. I couldn't off. do it. You pretty much wiped
0: out almost my whole family even mm. though you're family, but you did something like, like I that. Still I still
1: love like you. you. I was like I, could, I, couldn't, mm-hmm. do I, I wow. couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I I I couldn't do it either. I'd want to kill it. him. Yeah. yeah. I want to
0: like yeah I, w- yeah. I would slice his throat right there.
1: So w- that's just me. Yeah. No, no, I I would be the same. Yeah. Run to a wall. God, <laughs> you got to do something, right? So so what happens next? Man? So basically what happens is she gets him to admit <coughs> that they were arguing on the way home from he picked him up from work. Mm-hmm. They were coming, yeah, they, yeah, Cecil picked him up from work and they were on their way to the house and they were arguing and arguing and arguing and it was just he never mentioned why but they were arguing. And they get into the house the two friends were visiting his girlfriend, Cedric's girlfriend, and in the front room. All the kids were in the back rooms playing or whatever in the house. <clears throat> when he walks in, they're still arguing. Some choice words were saying were said. He goes to grab his shotgun, Cedric, and this is what he, what he says. And then that's when he just started firing. And she asked him point blank, how many times did you shoot? And then he said, I don't know. I don't remember. And then she's like, "Why did you kill? You know his shi- uh, the, the the girl." And he's like, "Or what did you do to the girls?" He's like, "I didn't do nothing to the girls." No. She's like, "Not sexually, but why did you shoot them and stab them? Because they saw." So he blew away the other three, and then he actually stabbed them more after he already shot them, because there's actually you can actually look up the autopsy stuff. It's actually uh, it's on Google search if you just type in Lester killings they'll show one of the victims and she wow. has stab wounds on her thighs on her chest God. plus a gunshot wound to her stomach and uh, so then she said what about the babies and she's now mind you picture this he's this the a mom talking. yeah this is a mom asking not okay. the not the police not the, the police. police are watching on the video okay but she's holding his hands while he has her, his head like on resting on her hands they're, they're holding each other and she's as calm as it is can be asking so what then happened to the babies why the babies and right away he says because they saw and she's like what did you do to them i stuck them that is quote words stuck them and she's like why did you have to do that baby and then he's like they would have seen and saw who i was and she could have blasted him in several times and said well Look stupid! They already did, you know. Yeah. They, they they got yeah. you, you know. You know he, he could, you know she could have said you could have ran away, you could have did anything else, but what you did. But no, she kept it together. She's goes, oh, baby. Come here, and she just picked him up, and she and he was like, "I love you, mama," and then she was like, "I love you too, sweetheart." He said, like, "We'll get through." She's like, "We'll get through this." And it's not the thing you would think a woman would say after losing nope. her son your whole family. Yeah, and losing a potential daughter-in-law because they were planning on getting married in the future. And with all that being said, then that's when the police came in and said, "Okay, you know, we we got him. We got the confession. We got all this other stuff." So, wow. Yeah, so wow. basically he goes to trial in 2010 and doesn't show much remorse, which really pisses a lot of people off. He's mm. actually smirking and just they come to find out that the true motive behind the entire thing is the fact that he never got, in his mind, the support from his family when he was in jail, and that they f- that they favored the fu- the Cedric, even though he was a gangbanger, they favored him the family more than than Jesse. Than so he spent most of his of his life, you know, fourteen out of twenty three years in prison, then ca- came back out. Got into a jealous fit of rage and just took out his entire family. Almost. Wow. Killed one of the juniors. and uh, But one but one of his sons, the nine-year-old now, you'll be happy to know, is 17 and is going to be going to college. And the, uh, the the nine-year-old, I think, is 14 now. Or no, the uh, five-year-old is 14 now. And the the baby is now six years old. He survived yeah, the baby? She did. She it did. did yeah. okay. she sur- all three survived. Um, they still show scars, especially the 17 year old with a blade mark here, a blade mark there on the side of the temple. And, uh, but he has the most positive, I I saw an interview with him, positive attitude out of all of them. He says, my grandma, you know, took care of us in this, you know, I lost my siblings and my mom and dad, but I'm going to do everything to take care of my grandma. I'm going to school. I'm going to make money and and take care of my siblings and and my grandma because she deserves it. So he's got a real sweet attitude and a real good head on his shoulders despite everything they all have gone through trauma and they have all gone through um uh, what is it they've been provided this entire time with uh what's it called the uh with uh therapy yeah so they've had a lot of therapy but uh he understands you know like he was asked do you hate your uncle he said i don't hate him i still love him i just hate what he did and that's i mean I don't know what this family I know I mean They're
0: sipping on that That forgiveness juice man Oh yeah They got it I mean look We're supposed to
1: forgive But man When you do something like that Well you know me I mean mine wasn't Having to do with Murder or nothing But I can't stand my sister Yeah And and, and, you know Like And this guy's like Forgiving his uncle For what he did
0: Give him mad props man Absolutely He's a strong young kid
1: Absolutely So in the end Dotson, like I said, goes to goes to jail, goes to goes to uh, the oh. judge, and he winds up getting six death sentences plus one hundred and twenty years for battery. What he did to his siblings or to, to yeah. So currently he's in the Memphis uh, jail system right now. He's almost exhausted his appeals, which means that um, it could be a good maybe year or less when he gets his actual execution date. So, they will execute this guy. Right now, I think he's 32 years old now. So, uh, I don't think he's going to see 35. Oh. He's, his time's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, his time's coming up soon. They, Hopefully, they, he they, won't they, see 33. They want to kill this guy. Yeah. The state of Tennessee wants to kill this guy.
0: And that's one thing I do appreciate the South, the states, you know, when it be comes strict. to strict. They, they're strict on that, yeah. you know. If well, it was he Texas, he'd be dead. already. Oh, yeah, he'd be dead. <laughs> he's Tec- dead. Got him. <laughs> Texas yeah. would be. Not yeah. even the
1: year. <laughs> yeah. They'd be roasting marshmallows over his oh, body. Yeah,
0: but California, you'd be in death
1: row for the fit your, your whole life. Well yeah, well we talked about Richard Ramirez last week. Uh he died because of hep C not because he was I mean, he had the death penalty thirty years prior and he just rotted in jail. It wasn't the fact that they you know, California actually executed him. Same thing with um what's it called? Manson. Mm-hmm. Manson wound up dying in jail because of uh I think cancer. So none of these guys will die because of uh the death penalty. Even Whatever happens to the Golden State Killer, he's he's gonna die in natural causes. You wow. watch, you watch. And even, even uh, I think even Selena's killer, right? Yeah, she's oh, yeah. she's, she's actually death, she's in death penalty she's has the death penalty too. I think right. Yeah, what in Texas. In death row. I think so. She's in yeah, Texas. But they, even then, they asked her if she wanted to come out. Like she would, if, even if she wanted to appeal, like she's not gonna come out. She won't come out because a lot of people wanna kill. Yeah, the mob would probably kill her. Cartel. Yeah. I think she's under protect. She's like under protective. Like, like protect, like protection inside the prison. Protective people, custody. You know, wow. yeah. she has to be by herself. But this, this Lester Street killing was, t- uh, uh, was this one hurt? Tied for most murders and t- uh, worst mass murder in Tennessee history. That one sucks, dude. Yeah, I mean, just because. Number one, nobody wants to.
0: No one wishes death on anyone, but no. th- when you involve kids, man, yeah. that's another level and again, yeah.
1: this is this is what's wrong with this whole story. Like I said, it was only on two podcasts that I know of. And I searched high and low for it. I actually found most of the information because this was an episode that I actually watched once we came back from Memphis. Mm-hmm. It was on First 48. So oh that's where oh I shoot. got the most the most information okay. from. So First 48 had you I mean they were there first moment of the case, uh, when Dang. it started. So you watched the entire thing play out. And one last thing I want to say about the case was I couldn't believe The surprise and the shock looks on on their faces when they played the recording that he said Junior, all of them were like son of a bitch. We got this guy in our custody. We're trying to protect him from right here. He's right there. He's the dude that did it, and and they couldn't believe that he had no cut marks from the knives or nothing on him. He didn't show any remorse. He didn't he didn't even play into like oh maybe him. You know what I mean? Like they had no idea. Wow. And the dna later that came back did confirm it was everything him. yeah so that's why he got the death penalty cuz it wasn't just all oh, this little kid outriding his uncle no they had all the dna they had all the stuff to match up oh
0: so man disgusting. That, that's disgusting man cuz something like i you're just sick to do something like that to your yeah, own exactly. family that's yeah. your own blood yeah. you know what i'm saying that's and lester street yeah mm-hmm. and it wasn't even over something that he did to you you mm-hmm. just jealous, basically. Yeah, yeah. You just got to wipe out everybody.
1: You got to wipe out everybody. He and th- and still, I don't even buy his excuse because you're going to say, okay, the, the family didn't support me. Okay, then why'd you kill Cedric's part? You know, Cedric's just a small part of that family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or take out your frustration by talking to people, yell at them, whatever. He was depending on Cedric. You know, Cedric was taking him to and from the work. You know, so it's not like everyone was just and like, Cecil? Oh, Cecil? Yeah, yeah. I'm, Cecil, I'm sorry. Cecil. And, and so it's like, it doesn't to me it just doesn't make any sense yep. it was blind rage and when you see the guy he doesn't look all together a lot of people said that he wasn't the same after he went to prison but obviously at 9 years old so well that right there tell you he already yeah. killed somebody at a young age so his mind was already warped and he got 18 years for that at 9 years old so that's a pretty stiff see you don't th- have a life after that <laughs> after that <laughs> but even then i mean that's a pretty stiff sentence for a 9 year old so i would figure okay even though he hate to say it, in my opinion, I would make him stay in jail to about 16, and then put him in some really deep counseling in a halfway house for another four or five years. Yeah, to get his head right, yeah, to, get his head right to teach him how to live life again, and to try to be normal. I don't think that was done with this kid. I think he was just institutionalized, and then he's when he threw him back out, yeah, back out back and, out, and yeah. he and he had all that bent up rage. I because mean, what do you know at nine years old? Nothing. You know, what I mean, and then it's not his family's fault because I'm sure. They're not allowed to just spend time with him whenever they want when he's in prison. So, what a mess, dude. That
0: is a mess, dude. And
1: And I got one other side note to that real quick. Uh, When we were in Memphis, there was a case that actually happened there that we saw in First 48, and that happened in Orange Mount. And to give you an idea of how bad Orange Mount is, Mm -hmm. okay, so there was this, it was a real simple case for First 48, but when you hear the details, it kind of sucks. Real quick, the it was a it was a big big guy who was like a pimp, right? Like so maybe pimp. three four hundred pounds. He had the whole pimp Cadillac and everything, right? He had multiple, you know, uh, street women doing his work, was well calm whores or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to go that way. but he had, but he but he had hookers, right? Yeah, so he had a lot of hookers doing doing his work. He ran, got mad at one, ran her over, dragged her body. 50, 60 yards up and down the street because the body wouldn't dislodge from underneath. And he's too fat to go underneath his car and, you know, do some work. And uh, left the body in the middle of the street and backed his car into his driveway and just sat on the porch because it was a hot-ass day in the summer in Memphis. Wow. And the cops found the body. He was out there just watching the whole thing. And they look over at him like, "Mm, there's blood marks from the car that's in (laughs) his driveway (laughs) and he's just sitting there didn't give a crap and literally was banking on the fact that no one would say anything because he was kind of feared in that neighborhood, which nobody did, but it's kind of undisputable evidence when you see hairs on the front bumper (laughs) of the woman (laughs) who's lying 50 yards in front of your house in the street. And, uh, and they found it under the chassis of the, of the car so that just gives you a little taste of Orange Mountain, Memphis. They just are heartless. I don't want to go over there. And she died, obviously. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, she was yeah. dead. Yeah, but, th- but the, the thing is, it's just, I mean, she was grated like cheese because of the concrete, you know, you know the car. But, I mean, you, you have senseless murders out there, like kind of murders that would happen here in Los Angeles where they say, oh, you know, he got killed for his shoes. Or he got killed for a $50 uh, bag of weed or something like that. That's happening over there. They're like, I feel they're like 25 years behind where we are now, or more. Yeah. And that was happening in the when I was there in the in the mid 2000s, early mid 2000s. Yes. In other words, be
0: careful when you go into Memphis.
1: Yeah, yep. there's some there's some places of there, and uh, I would say at parts of Little Rock, Arkansas, that I heard were really bad. There's some definitely parts, but mostly racial. In Mississippi, oh where yeah, it feels absolutely. like it's still eighteen hundred and something, mm-hmm. it's bad. So, but don't yeah, that don't was don't vacation over there. No, no, stay to the if you if you are Bill Street is highly protected by police, and because that's their money maker, that's the area where you can go up and down the street with an open container, sample barbecue and clubs, and drink beer from all over the mid south area, and you can have a blast there. There's all kinds of cool stuff there, but. Don't go out of certain parameters <laughs> of that area, because then <laughs> you're on your fine. own, buddy. I can't, <laughs> help. They one can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> yeah. but that's Lester Street. Any final thoughts, guys? No. Yeah, no. My only <laughs> final thought is
0: I hope, like, I don't wish death on anybody, but yeah. that guy got to go Yeah. to do something like that. Massacre your family.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Go. It's a sad one. I should have gave a disclaimer a little earlier. So if we're doing things a little backwards on the show, or we're we're not right there yet, we're getting our knack. So give us some time. We'll have <laughs> a couple more episodes. But the next episode, I'll give you guys a r- real quick teaser. There's definitely going to be. I'm going to do two stories next week, and Ooh, and okay. it, they're actually going to be. Uh, what is it called? They're going to be uh, M Night Shyamalan type cases. Ooh, like gonna, the
0: village kind of thing. Well, Ooh. they're, they're going to
1: be with twists. At Ooh. the end, so <laughs> they're not they're Ooh, they're, gonna they're gonna hit you with some like holy crap that happened, yeah. <laughs> like like you're 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 not gonna like this one you kind of figured it out yeah. yeah that one you won't yeah I'll this guarantee one you keep you keep you guessing keep you guessing <laughs> these two will you will not you you will be like really it's like the
0: ending will shock
1: you. This and, guy. and it will kind of make you mad on both of them I will say okay. that So far <laughs> you're two for two for making me mad <laughs> Richard Ramirez and this one Yeah, it's making me mad sometimes. Well, I'll make it three for three I guarantee you next four week Four for four, basically Four for four Yeah, there you go <laughs>
0: This guy Alright, hmm. everybody That's been an episode of our True Crime Brought to you in part by The Grind Want to give a shout out to our storyteller Mr. Todd Fox Thank you, thank you Such a good storyteller Good, good storyteller, man I try, I'm telling I try. you I try <laughs> This guy's the expert when it comes to <laughs> true crime <laughs> also, i going to give a shout-out to Renee, Big Renee. Uh, nice to be here. And <laughs> this, yeah, and this is Matty Matt signing off. But before we do, listen to our uh, our podcast on our um, on our website, www.thegrandpodcast.com, or look us up under uh, Spotify or Podbean. Look us up under The Grind. So, for Matty Matt, Todd Fox, and Big Renee, have a good one, guys. Peace.